We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's hard to believe, but football is almost back. The NFL preseason kicks off with the Hall of Fame game on August 1st, and soon we'll have regular season NFL and college football. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports, sports book known to man. That's right, I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in with the action with a trusted company that's been in business for years, my bookie is the place for you. With an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable, my bookie provides a fun and safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get their revenge for the terrible blown call last year's NFC Championship. Or maybe you think Tom Bray and the Patriots win an unbelievable seventh Super Bowl. Why not make your prediction come true? And if you deposit today, my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. You put in 100 they give you 50 You put in 1000 they give you $500. It's that easy. Football weekends are back, but they're even more thrilling with every touchdown can win you more money. So go to mybookie.ag and sign with the promo code PANTHER25 today. And my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey guys, welcome in. It's another Panther Rants podcast. The lad is back after a long hiatus. I tried to record a podcast, I think it was like maybe a week and a half ago, and it just kept freaking the app. I don't know what the hell it was, kept screwing up on me. Then, of course, my phone got destroyed. And yeah, I mean. So now I'm finally back. I got a new phone. It sucks because I just paid off that one, but I did buy a screen protect. I did buy a new screen for the old one, so I'm gonna replace it and keep it as a spare. You know, you never know if another if you know if I have another freaking uh, accent. But yeah, as far as my bookie goes, for my birthday they gave me twenty five dollars of free play, and of course something I screwed up their website. They gave me another $25 of free play. So, from personal experience, it's been pretty good for me. But what's been going on since the last time we talked? Well, when I was trying to do my last podcast, I was trying to talk about Aaron Donald, about how they dedicated the, uh, you know, the, the, um, you know, like the, the, um, the train complex to him. And on top of that, the guy's a 99 overall in Madden. So, you know, good things are happening for Aaron Donald. Let's just hope that there's no bullshit uh, cover jinx or, uh, or any type of jinx where things are just so, going so good for him that he doesn't, you know, like bust an Achilles, you know, uh, bending over, picking up a, you know, a piece of paper or something like that. 
Let's hope good things for Aaron Donald. So, last I left off, we had a whole bunch of pack signals come in. And it was a whole bunch on the 22nd of June. We got Timothy Brown, defensive tackle out of Florida. Jordan Addison, he's a cornerback from Frederick, Maryland. You know, these guys these guys are three or four stars. Aiden Henningham, another Florida kid. Javante Roy, another Florida kid. Henningham is a wide receiver. World's a safety. And to top it all off, Pitt gets a commitment from one of the top players in the state of Pennsylvania, Dayon Hayes, a defensive tackle out of Westinghouse. Excuse me. Phenomenal. And on top of that, Pitt also got a commit from a 2021 player. I believe he's the kid of West Mifflin who's uh, having some issues. Let me find him here. Yes, Naki Johnson of West Mifflin. And, of course, he's having some issues right now with eligibility because, you know, with the Whippeal, when you transfer, it depends on where you transfer. They'll let you, they'll, they'll, they'll okay it, but for some they won't. And, of course, you end up going to the PIAA to appeal it, and eventually PIAA says, tells the Whippeal, you're doing too much. Let the kids play. The hell with it. So, but... For Pitt to get a 2021 commit before the, the 2019 season begins is phenomenal. It speaks it speaks more, it speaks a lot of volumes. What this I don't know what the hell the staff's doing, but the freaking the vibe, everything is just good. And it's, it was nice to see with all this momentum that two local kids commit. I mean, of course, none of these players are really are signed yet. Anything can happen, especially with the, especially with Johnson. He he has another year. Things can happen. But the fact that these they got these they're you know some of these players are now buying in already is huge. And I'm not sure what the staff's doing, but I'm gonna keep I'm gonna flow with it. I just hope it doesn't end up like a like the 2003 season where. Pitt came in as an AP top ten, I believe. Fitzgerald came back as a Heisman hopeful, a, you know, fair for the Heisman. Rod Rutherford was set to have a big season, which he did, of course. Everything seemed to click for Pitt, and not on top of that, that summer they got two commits from Anthony Morelli and Andrew Johnson, local kids, and they were five star players. And of course, they got commit from Johnny Payton, who was uh, in Florida, who was a really good receiver. And um, and on top of that, Pitt also had they were in the running with a lot of players, a lot of really good ones. I remember. And I remember looking at the visit lists. There was just there was in a mix with so many top players, and. Things fell apart. Uh, for one thing, Brandon Marie got hurt. So, of course, we were hurt at running back because we had Jawan Walker and uh, Ray Kirkley in our backfield. And for some reason, neither one of those guys could just do anything. And Walker had a ton of hype, and it just never happened. 
So, and of course, the defensive line was a big issue as well. They were getting blown off the ball, and it just fell apart. It, it all did. I mean, and of course, the Big East obviously started to implode. Well, we don't have to worry about that now because we're in the ECC. So, we want, you know, that's that conference stuff isn't too much. But, the, yeah, the wheels just fell off and players decommitted. I mean, Andrew Johnson obviously was supposed to recruit some players to come play for us, and that never happened. And when that didn't happen, he went to Miami. He decommitted all of a sudden. Uh, Anthony Morelli, he got pissed off because he wasn't selected to play in some Army All-Star game that Bob Palco, I guess, was coaching, I guess. And so the conspiracy was is that Bob Palco, you know, had some issue, you know, did this on purpose. I don't really buy that. And they decommitted. And obviously, probably that was the cop-out. He was having second thoughts, obviously. And this was, you know, this was their way out. So it just, you know, Johnny Payton went to South Florida and he was never really heard from again. I mean, he, he, did, he, has, he had a lot of potential, but I think he... I forget, he just couldn't stay out of trouble. And that was the end of him. But yeah, that was pretty much... And then of course, the next season, Pitt to go to the BCS, but the Walt Harris era was pretty much done, and that was that. So let's hope we don't have to... Let's hope we don't see any repeats. But the 2003 season is the cautionary tale of this, of all this momentum. Now the pit hoops, as you know, I guess Jeff Capel's been having some, has been getting some crap about his recruiting, I guess, and he lands a transfer from Delaware. Actually, he landed two players. There was KJ Marshall, who was walking on. He's from North Carolina. He's a point guard. Audie's Tony's old. I guess he went from Audie's Tony's old high school. Then they landed Ethel Horton, a shooting guard, transfer from Delaware, and I guess um, Pitt. Got him over Arkansas and Virginia Tech. Who's coaching Virginia Tech now? I forget now. Well, they have Buzz Williams, but I forget who they have now. But, um, you know, he'll sit out a year, and I guess he'll play three. But uh, as a freshman, he did really well. He had, you know, Cardiac Hill brought, wrote this up. Um, credit to Mike Wilson. Thanks, Mike. Great stuff, actually. Check him out. He writes some good stuff. Uh, he Mike breaks it down. He says, you know, Horton was averaging 13.2 points, three rebounds, 1.6, 1.6 assists per game. He shot 40.9% from three-point range. So, obviously, he can nail a three, which is what Pitt needs. And he could fill the role if Xavier Johnson decides to declare for the draft after, after this year. So, um... He will sell you know, he'll sell out this uh, season and he'll be back after the next year. He'll be uh, playing for Pitt, donning the blue and gold. So, a lot of good things on the horizon. Yeah, a lot of, lot of good, um, a lot of good things. I mean, we had the Aaron, Aaron Donald, all that stuff. We have all those commitments. And, of course, we got some more basketball commitments. It's great. 
obviously, you know, there's been one negative for athletics. I guess it's the uh, the Lairfield Cup, I guess, and I guess Pitt finished next to last in that department. And I guess it's, I guess it's the makeup of all the uh, you know, make of all their programs and how they're doing. Pitt's obviously overall not doing good in terms of their athletic programs. I think Pitt will eventually get up there. They will move up. It's just going to take some time to do so. For one thing, men and women's basketball have been down. You know, they've been obviously going through some rebuilding phases. And so eventually they'll be up. But of course, baseball and softball were down this year and softball took a huge dip. Baseball the year before was in the ACC tournament and they, you know, they weren't too bad. They were kind of mediocre. They took a dip as well. So I really wouldn't t- read into too much of this whole, this whole thing. I mean, we don't need to go, go to the header's office and start bitching because our programs suck. It's just they're all, you know, we, we've been through a whole bunch of coaching, you know, changes and things happen. But the, they'll get better. And eventually we'll move up. So I really wouldn't read into too much of this. It's just, you know, some people like this type of ranking stuff. I mean, because they get the, you know, they have to pull their peckers over it. But, nah, I'm not for it. But moving on to some other stuff. I mean, obviously NBA had its um, free agency. And it was a crazy, you know, and it was, it's been pretty crazy so far. I mean, you know, Kawhi obviously ends up in the Clippers with Paul George. So Russell Westbrook is pretty much done. And I don't think it's, you know, I, I, and the thing is with um, Russell Westbrook is, I'm not, I don't think it's really so much him that they don't, the players don't want to play with him. It's just they don't want to go to Oklahoma City. And excuse me, that was my glass lens popping out. So you got to hear that nice thought. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're a Sonics fan, you're probably snickering like hell at this because they had such a they had Abaca, Durant, Westbrook, Harden. And now it's all gone. It's just pretty much Westbrook now. I mean, now they did have uh, Victor Oladipo and ended up getting rid of him because, well, well they traded for Paul George because he just wasn't getting any better under, under with working with Russell. He went to Indiana, he blossomed. I'm not sure if it's really, you know, can also be Russell as well because he's a ball hog. And what's funny now is the people who defended Russell Westbrook and made excuses for him are now trashing him because he's being traded. But um, I like to see him with the Rockets because I think he would run a killer ISO. Although you have to get, you have to split the ball between Harden 
Paul and Westbrook, and that I don't know if that'll work or not. But of course, the Warriors got D'Angelo Russell, but they lost like um, Iguodala's gone, Quinn Cook I believe was gone, and Boogie went to the Lakers. So it's gonna be I mean it's it's gonna be Steph, Clay, Russell. And Draymond, that's really not a bad group. I think Kevin Looney was the big retainment that they need to keep. Because he played really good down the stretch. I would like to see him keep Quinn Cook, but that didn't happen. He I thought he was getting better as, as the series went against you know went along with the uh Raptors. But uh yeah, there was just there was a lot of movement, and of course the Knicks took a lot of heat for the heat Knicks haven't really done bad. They have some good young players. They made some decent moves, but the, the move that they got criticized the most for was not taking Kevin Durant. Now, here's the thing. You have a guy who's about you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, maybe, maybe he is taller. You know, I have to look it up. He's 31 years old, and he just um, tore, I guess, you know, tore par's Achilles. And he and here's the thing, he can't play next year. So why give him the money to begin with? Why make that an investment? Because he may not be the same player after you know when he comes back anyway. So the Knicks, I don't think you can't really bash the Knicks for what they did. I mean, the Nets obviously can afford to um, be without the for a year, but. They got Irving, and I just don't know if they really... They got rid of D'Angelo Russell for Irving, and... I mean, you know, Irving isn't chopped liver. I mean, he's not over the hill, or has been. But after what happened with the, the Celtics, how he acted towards the end... I mean, the guy just had a major meltdown. And you had all this momentum with Russell. I just don't understand why you would, you know... I just think you're pretty much, I don't know. But let's stay tuned and see what happens because I don't want to spend too much time on the NBA free agency. I mean, there's a lot that happened, and next season will be interesting. Of course, NBA free agency is always fun because there's always players moving around, and there's always money flying around. And it's it's just players and money just flinging around. And it's just fun. I just hope that NHL Freedom sees this this exciting. But we'll see. Now let's go through some other things here. Let's see, July 4th came around. July 2nd was my birthday, around the time I really, you know... The big controversy over those Betsy Ross sp- stupid shoes came out. I really didn't say much about it because I had said, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend my July second, my birthday, talking about politics and arguing with people over this stuff. First off, those shoes were ugly as hell. Nobody, nobody really cared about those shoes until it was brought up. And that's the thing. Nobody knew about this. I mean, I know about these shoes until. The article came out I'm like, oh yeah, they pu- oh by the way, we pulled these shoes because Colin Kaepernick thought they were they were offensive, and I just said, okay, 
I looked at the article. I was like, all right, okay. So, was anybody really buying these shoes? I mean, did anybody really care about them? I don't think so. But, of course, it drove up sales for Nike. The stocks went up. The shoes became very desirable then. And, yeah, it was kind of a mere coincidence that you think that these shoes weren't really... None of us knew they existed. And then, of course, it just comes out on social media. Yeah, they pulled them. And, you know, a lot of people are really taking this whole, you know, hating America thing to the next extreme. In Capra's case, what he was, I guess, trying to convey is that with these shoes, not everybody got their, you know, with the Betsy Ross flag, it's not, not everybody got their freedom from this war. Uh, you know, slaves obviously still, ha- you know, were still slaves. Although, although slavery was one of the talking points in the Declaration of Independence, if I remember. And one, you know, the, there was a decision during that Declaration of Independence to end it. They wanted to end slavery. And I believe there was maybe one or two states that they um, they couldn't get to agree with this. And I believe it was South Carolina, I think. Yeah, basically they had to get all the... I believe it was... North, yeah, it was pretty much... They had, you know, if they were going to do this whole you know, Declaration of Independence thing, they all had to be all in on this. And, of course, if you do not... Um, if you outlaw slavery... Some states weren't going to be, um, they weren't going to prove it. I think, yeah, I believe it was North Carolina, South Carolina. Oh, okay. It was South Carolina and Georgia. So you lose those two states. I know, I know South Carolina was the big driver behind this. Obviously, if you lose those two states, you, you know, when you're trying to, you know, be unified in this, it's a shame. I mean, I mean, if they would have all been all in and said, "Hey, you know," and um, all agreed on this whole, you know, ending slavery, then the whole Betsy Ross thing probably is not so much of an issue is on social media. And I say it because that's this is where it came up, as it is now. But I think what what Capric was trying to convey was. Obviously, nobody never got their freedom from this. I just think the way it was delivered, the message was horrible. And then, um, you know, you go on social media and people are, are you know, incorporating the Betsy Ross flag with a freaking Holocaust. I don't know, guys. All I know is personally, as I told a lot of people who got who you know who were upset over this. For one thing, Nike is better known. Phil Knight was in the military, and obviously, if you're a you know if you're a conservative, as a lot of people you know a lot of people become in the last decade or so, and they've now become conservative. And they feel that this was to appease the liberals, what Nike did. Well, of course, Nike, 
Nike has to, you know, please do something to please both sides. They have to balance out because, you know, the, the left, especially, you know, like the LeBrons and stuff, they're, they buy the shoes. They buy, they buy you know, they got to do everything. So they have to do this, but at the same time, Nike donates to the Republican Party more than they do the Democratic Party. So I just, I think with this, people just, you got to pick and choose your battles. And this battle, you know, this is something where you had that where you just, if you see the article, you just flip the, you just either keep scrolling or flip the page and say, whatever, <laughs> fuck that shoe, who cares? But people got mad about it. And I don't know, I just think people get mad over the, you know, this, was not, this wasn't really something to even get mad about. Mainly because we didn't know this shoe even existed Till this article came out. And so this is where it's one of those things where you just keep scrolling. And then, of course, we get the women's soccer. And, you know, the ladies had a hell of a run. And, of course, they refused to go to the White House. And, you know, that's just that. I mean, that's... Everybody has their own opinion about visiting the White House and whether or not, the, you know, if they would do or not. You know, if they didn't want to go, they didn't want to go. And... Obviously, with Megan, you know, she doesn't hate our country. She doesn't hate America. I mean, she just feels things can be can be better. And you know, that's true. We all, I mean, we all feel the same way. You know, America isn't perfect, and we have a lot of different different people. You know, we come from different backgrounds, nationalities, cultures, religions. And that's the thing is you got to do. Trying to get that whole thing united where we're all happy is just the hardest thing to do. And I guess, you know, that's just what we're dealing with right now. We all want to be united together, happy you know, have the same happiness, have the same stuff, you know, have great jobs, you know, healthcare, college, or just a good, you know, not even college, just a good job, good trade. We want everything. We all want it. And it's just, it's hard to get. I mean, all I can do is just, you know, Keep hoping for, you know, keep hoping and working for a better future. You know, that's all we can do is, you know, as we have kids, just, you know, you know, raise your kids to be better than you what you, what you were. I mean, it's crazy because there's, there's some stuff I do with my kids that uh, my parents see that they feel bad about it. Like they, they're embarrassed because they feel like they were horrible parents growing up and, and it's, I say, no, it's not that at all. You weren't, I say, you guys weren't bad parents at all. I mean, there's just some stuff today, <clears throat> you know, that you can't do that you were able to do back then. I mean, growing up as a kid, I mean, there were, I mean, I walked, I mean, there was tons of kegger parties. I mean, I used to, you know, go to the local VFW with my dad and, He'd have his beers and not have my Slim Jims, and then I would, then I would drive home in the car in the front seat with no seatbelt on. And of course, you know, he was a little, you know, 
Not sure how many beers he had, but, you know, he got me home. You know, it just, things are just different now. You know, especially with leaving the kids in the car. I mean, usually for my mom, you know, was I ever left in a hot car? No. I mean, my mom did leave me in a car by myself or my, or my dad. But a lot of times the car was running with, with the, you know, with the AC on. Now you just can't do that entirely at all. But I had common sense to always keep the doors locked. Now you just can't do that because people will bust you. But enough rambling about all that stuff. You know, hats off to the ladies. And of course, there's always the equal pay stuff, which is hilarious because people are talking about that. I mean, obviously, it depends on what kind of rev- revenue you're pulling in. I mean, the WNBA, I believe, is owned by the NBA. Or, but that's what, that's what people say. But the thing is, is the NBA really doesn't totally own them. If, I, if you do your research, which is what I did, they, NBA sold them off not too long ago. I mean, I think when David Stern was still there. And I get they're frustrated that they're like they're not getting paid, but of course WNBA doesn't draw any money. I don't know. Anyways, guys, it's great to be back. I hope you guys had a great fourth. You know, that's the thing about the Fourth of July is. You know, it's also a time where you can, you have the day off, you spend it with your family, with family and friends, and then, of course, you barbecue, and you light fireworks. And one thing I enjoyed, you know, it was funny, because every fourth, you know, my, I had this one friend who, um, you know, he had two younger brothers, and they, they, had, a nice, they had a nice house in West Mifflin, or, you know, it was like, one of those areas where all the houses were new. And I just remember every 4th of July, they would get fireworks. And I just remember maybe like 15, 20 minutes into them lighting fireworks, they would fight. The three brothers would fight over who was lighting them next. And then, of course, the parents come out and they're pulling the fireworks. And it would, I mean, it would begin before it ended. But, uh, Anyways, I got a half hour in. I'll let you guys have the rest of your day. It's great to be back, you guys. Hell to pit. Hey, guys. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show. And rate someone on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes great deals. A yellow good deals. A red dot and not so good deals. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the Steam on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Seeking license event. We have the tickets.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.